0: Welcome back to the Speakeasy Law podcast, and part three in this series.
1: Oh, I, it you, was, but asset uh, stories are, are, are the best stories.
2: I well, g- I'll tell you, there was there was one we were talking about animals. I mean, most animals aren't unless you have, you know farm animals that are produce animals, or you have a stud dog. or I like to wait, wait, wait,
1: you got to go back. What's a produce animal? What's a produce animal? Cow.
2: A farm animal. Basically, yeah, a cow. A milk produce. cow. <laughs>
1: It's, it's a dairy thing. Hey, watch out when you go to the store and you buy that milk produce.
2: chicken cow. You know. It's
1: the tomato it's cow. It's the <laughs>
0: broccoli cow. <laughs> for those of you who wait, wait, can't wait. see,
3: for it's, those it's, of you who can't see, see Feynman, he's actually Let laughing. the record reflect that Feynman
0: it's, made a serious faux pas. <laughs>
3: and we are going to not let him it's let it It's on it tape. You can't get it up. Well, it's not tape. It's yeah, it's 2021. We don't
0: eat things. but they don't, don't, don't exist anymore. I'm yeah. back in the VHS days, guys. All right. So,
2: anyway, um, there was a cat and an old trustee <laughs> named Diane Jensen who would I, I didn't want to try to, that, s- yeah. well, I mean, you know, she, she was notorious in this area to no sell doubt. almost anything. There's another story that goes along with that, too. But she decided to auction this cat because when she tried to sell it back to the debtor, the ex boyfriend who was owed a debt from the girlfriend objected. And the debtor ended up going to auction to repurchase this cat for $900, just a domestic house cat, because this jerk of a boyfriend wanted to just make her life miserable because she went bankrupt. Uh, But the point is, is that any asset that you don't think can be worth something possibly could if you have somebody on the other side that's willing to make it worth something and you want to hold on to it enough to pay for it.
1: Well, here's the best though: the flip side of that that situation. Same, Same trustee. Um, we we were representing a young lady and she's sitting at the table doing the 341 meeting where you meet with the trustee and and of course she's wearing her jewelry and she's got it out on the table and, and the trustee says, I I see you have a nice ring on your finger. And she says, yeah, it's my engagement ring. And she looks at the schedules and says, I don't see a lot of value here. How much? And she's like, oh, it's a two carat. She, this this person is and, and it wasn't our client. We were, first of all, it wasn't our client, we full were,
0: disclosure, we were, not our
1: client, we were sitting in the back of the room preparing for you know, back in the day, you'd have four meetings scheduled every half an hour. And so you'd be sitting there and you would listen to other ones. So we're sitting in the back of the room and, and, and she's going on and on. And, and I'm starting to like, like feel nervous inside because I, I'm worried that she's gonna disclose she has like this 50 $60,000 ring on her finger. And, and the attorney doesn't put it on the bankruptcy schedules. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is not going to be good. And so so finally, the, the trustee says, well, how much did you pay for it? And, and the lady's fiance was sitting in the back of the room. And she turned to him and said, how much did you pay for it? And he's had to say, $1,500. It's not a real diamond. And <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and the, just the, the absolute – all the color drained from her, you know, her face, the trustee's like, oh, man, I'm not going to make any money off this ring. But the rage, and I felt so bad for that guy sitting in the back of the room that he had to fess up right there. In, in front the, of
3: everyone. At the bankruptcy,
1: mm-hmm. at the bankruptcy 341 meeting saying, no, I bought you cubic zirconium instead of a diamond.
3: So, so let's talk about that. So I know that wasn't our client, but how in the world did it get to the point of sitting in front of the trustee without that ever being? It wasn't,
1: it wasn't, it was on the schedules, and, and I'm sure the, the fiance and and that filled out their schedules, or he helped her, and so they put a value on the jewelry, which was like two or three grand. She just didn't know that two or three. She grand just never was questioned accurate. it. Yeah. She thought she thought her ring was worth a lot more, and they were hiding it from the trustee. And it turns out that two or three grand was pretty accurate.
0: Pretty funny stuff.
3: He was only being untruthful to one.
0: Yeah, at least he was. At least
1: the disclosure of the bankruptcy court was appropriate.
0: Well, the thing that it, when we used to have meetings of creditors in person, people think they're coming to court and they women tend to bring their best bag, which hopefully is on the schedules. And I've seen many, many, many people walk in and the trustee says, well, that's a nice bag. How long have you had it? And if you've had it longer than you filed bankruptcy, you have to disclose it. So, did you uh, put that on your schedules? I don't see it here. Where is it? Yeah. And Not to mention, are- they're, gonna, they're good at finding something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, be careful what you put in,
2: Carmen will know what this is. Be careful what you put on Pinterest. Pin on Pinterest.
0: Pin <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so you guys a, have a, to explain there, that there, There's that's a story good. behind this and I'll let Carmen tell his story about uh, Pinterest. Pin right, all right. This is war story number one or war story number two. But um, we had a client. She filed bankruptcy. And she literally did not have much. And when I say did not have much, I mean, she didn't own a house. She didn't own a car. She had a lot of debt that she had from prior relationships and things she did. She had her clothes. She didn't own any furniture. She didn't own a lot of stuff. Well, there was a creditor out there who's out to get her. So the creditor filed for a Rule 2004 examination. And it was in this room right here where we took the 2004 exam.
2: That's like a deposition where you can Yes, a lot exam. information.
0: You can ask the debtor. It's the Wild West. You can ask the debtor a lot of questions. So one line of questioning went like this. Ma'am, you're a model. Is that correct? Yes, I am. And when you model, isn't it truthful in a normal fashion that when you're done modeling, you get to keep the clothes? And she said, yes, it is. He goes, well, I'm looking at your Schedule B, and for clothes, you've listed $200. She goes, yes, I did. He goes, well, how can it possibly be that you're a successful model and you get to keep all the clothes and that's the industry lets you keep all the clothes? And how do you possibly say you only have $200 worth of brand new modeling clothes? Because he went through a whole line of questions of how models get all these wonderful clothes. And she looked right at him and she said, sir, I'm a nude model. At which time I spit water out of my mouth, my nose, and my eyes started watering because that was the funniest thing I think I've ever heard. And the other attorney was like, Okay, next question. Then he goes on. And he says, Well, how can it be you don't have any stuff when you have Pinterest or Pin interest? And I'm like this
2: counsel on the other side was probably 75.
3: Let's, let's talk about what year this was. This was roughly well, was 10 years ago, years ago. Anyway, 10 I was years ago say,
0: when was, Pinterest was new because I didn't know anything about it. It
1: was, yeah.
0: So he's asking her, Well, isn't it true on your Pinterest you have these Pinterest. Louis, Louis Pinterest, you these Louis Baton shoes? And she's like, Yeah. And then she goes, What about this? And he went through a whole thing of things she had on there. And he goes, Isn't that on your social media? And she said, Yeah. I called for a break because I didn't know what the hell Pinterest was. And I did not want to look like a fool. I went outside. I called my daughter, Kendra. She was about 19 at the time or 20. I was like, what the hell is Pinterest? And tell me it has no value. And she goes, Pinterest? She goes, if Pinterest was real, I'd be a billionaire. I said, okay, what does that mean? She goes, you put stuff up there you want or you like. I said, it doesn't mean you own it. And she goes, no. I said, oh, thank God. So I come back in and she proceeded to tell the other guy that, yep, all that stuff's on there. I don't own any of it. Again, laughing. This was the, probably the best 2004 deposition that I've ever been in. They got nothing out of this young lady and literally she owned nothing. But the part about being a nude model is probably the funniest thing I've ever heard a deposition. I've been in a lot of depositions and a lot of fun. So far, but, you know. But, pin interest. excuse me. Just so so everybody
2: knows. That type of event is not the normal course of a bankruptcy case. Oh, no, 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 no. And, I mean, American Express and Citibank are generally not concerned about an individual's bankruptcy case. And they don't do much other than wait and see what happens. These creditors that do these kind of things are normally, you know, ex- personal creditors, exes. Uh, the scorned ex-spouse. Or, or people that maybe if you had some um, it's business odd, odd that, business yeah. dealings. That may be questionable to the other party, uh, and they want to investigate it further. It's, it's individuals. It, yeah. It's
1: almost always just individuals. You, you, your corporate creditors—they they don't care. They don't care. But but the 2004 exams are
0: a little bit bizarre sometimes. Yeah,
1: it, it, the bizarre stories <laughs> you can tell in, from a bankruptcy firm, though. I, I mean, they probably go on forever. I we used to have a room we called the Dolphin Room. Yep. And, and it was because And it was, was a conference
3: room just it was a, saying Yeah, that. it
1: was a conference room And we called it the dolphin room Because it had this big, heavy dolphin statue In the middle of the table I mean, this thing was like It probably weighed 25 pounds
0: Gift for my mother-in-law many years ago
1: And a wonderful gift, absolutely
0: Wonderful gift, still got it today <laughs> <There you> go.
1: <laughs> um, But so, one of the questions you have to ask On the bankruptcy schedules is Have you been married in the last eight years In a community <laughs> property state? <laughs> And so
2: I forgot, I, 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 mean, I forgot about this
1: I forgot about this. I've probably been here just over a year, maybe not even a year at that point. And so I'm going through the signing and I'm asking the questions. And I get to that question and I said, You're married? And they say yes. And I said, Neither of you have been married in, in a community property state in the past eight years. And I got kicked under the table by the husband. And and the wife's like, No. And the husband kicks me again. Like, and, and he's like looking at me like, you've got to move on. And I'm like, I, I can't. I've got to know the answer to this question. So he says, Yes, I was married. And she looks at him and slaps him as hard as I've ever seen somebody slap somebody. And I got out of there. I said, I'm going to give you guys a couple minutes. And I walk out of the room. And the whole time I'm standing outside the room thinking, She might kill him if she uses that dolphin statue. But he had been married. Three years ago, in a community property state and had neglected to tell her until we were sitting there doing the signing at the bankruptcy table, and to this day I'll never forget that slap, and I'll never forget my fear that the murder weapon was gonna be on our conference table. It was <laughs> oh crazy but those things happen it's it's i you know I don't know how to explain it to say you know it's amazing what bankruptcy will you know when you start thinking about disclosing everything and coming up with everything it's amazing the things that come out in those rooms in those conference
0: rooms
3: i don't know that you guys are doing a great job of uh easing people's concerns
1: these are disclosure uh, that's all you have to do is full disclosure uh, exactly
3: that you know at the end of the
1: day the best thing you can ever tell somebody is if you tell me about it i can deal with it it's when i don't know about it that's when i can't you know when it becomes a shock if i'm sitting at the 341 meeting and your answer to the question to the trustee is not something you've ever told me about or ever disclosed to me before that's when we have a problem because you know nine times out of ten we can address it before
0: oh it's always fun for us when we used to have meetings with creditors in person you'd sit there and it would be the most boring thing in the world but all of a sudden the question would be asked and the client answers and you know before their attorney does that, it's a problem. And then all of a sudden, you see the attorney go like this, <gasps> yeah. and you know, <laughs> at that point in time, they've just had an oh shit moment because the client answered the question honestly and they didn't ask the right question. Now, you never want to be that guy, no. but trust me when I tell you, you know when it happens because all of a sudden your ears perk up and you're like, oh boy, somebody's got like, some Judge explaining Judy. to later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's, no I mean, that's, it's a terrible thing.
1: We, you know, we're, we're talking 13 years, 14 years for some of us and oh, yeah. even longer for others yep. and thousands and thousands of cases Yes, and you're getting four or five.
0: Juicy stories.
1: Because that that's what we remember. You, you remember, you don't remember the there's a lot 499 more. that, that go completely normal yeah. and completely, you know, you, you get your discharge within 90 days after your 341 meeting and, and there's yep. never anything, in, you know, it's a report of no distribution. Right the stories you get in a podcast are oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the ones that you remember and, and you know those are the outliers by force ones are the
0: ones you forget yeah. that were you know but i don't think you ever forget them uh, it, the,
1: the, the ones that you, the, those are the, those stories you, you'll never forget you'll never forget you, you'll sit back and and well we
2: do so many that yeah <laughs> you can almost say that we could almost do them in our sleep that we're just so efficient and and know what to ask and how to do it that every now and then when the work has to be done because something surprises, uh, surprises us. Um, listen, it's the outlier. It's It's the outlier. It's, I mean, and it's, it's nothing that necessarily would have been caught. Uh, otherwise it could be a freak incident where the client is on the, uh, Parents' home in Virginia, and had no idea.
1: Yeah, I, and a lot of times, and then it's find not our out case. after
2: they filed bankruptcy. And we've, I've actually successfully argued once that because they didn't know, they couldn't have accepted. Therefore, the gift was never made. And well, that sounds
3: very That's Very Feynman. no one else would have
0: the guts to get in front of a judge and make that some, argument.
1: Somebody, some but You know, but but thinking about that, it's like the case I'll always remember that where the client actually talked to us about it was the houseboat. You know, the guy had a boat. And he lived on the boat. Oh. In, in the middle district mm-hmm. of Florida. was it the really boat, a house. It was a sailboat. It was a sailboat. But he lived on it. Yes. But, but that, the boat wouldn't be a homestead in the middle district of Florida.
2: Yep. Under Pasquet's case law. and
1: Under the judges. It, yep. Feynman did the research and found out that in the southern district of Florida, a houseboat was a homestead.
0: So the guy moved. I can't, so the say, guy,
2: I can't say whether or not I advise him. That's attorney-client privilege. But no. The guy move. moved.
1: But the guy, the guy <laughs> went for a sale and and but but, i mean (laughs) but that's just a a really good example of if you disclose something to us at the beginning we're going to do the research to find out what's going to be in your best interest right you know and in that case the best thing for this guy he lived on a boat he didn't care where the boat was was docked it could have been docked in the Bahamas, wherever he was retired he was retired and so the best place for him to have a boat docked was in you know
2: coral gables instead of cape coral yep Funny and, thing about that case is during the trial, the <laughs> argument was that he sailed it over for the purpose of protecting it under Southern District case law, which is the East Coast of Florida, under their case law in that district. And the, the trial court judge, bankruptcy judge there said, I think it would have been malpractice for him not, not to, to do it. Yeah.
0: And wow. all of a sudden, Feynman's got a smile on his face from East Coast to the West Coast of Florida. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but that's, that's the key. That's the
1: key difference when you talk about, you know, at the end of the day. Disclosures and not disclosures. If we know about it, you can guarantee that either Carmen, David, or I are going to look into what's the best way to handle it. And and
2: and also, usually it's not an or; usually it's an and. There's a powwow and there's a yes. Yeah, Yeah. I was actually
3: that's what I was gonna say next was you say that you know one or the other, but there's been a lot of times where. I've seen you all three standing in an office oh, discussing yeah. one particular It's been case. on
0: airplanes and cars, Ubers, texts, emails. emails, you name it. It's been it.
1: an empty, it, it, it's literally been in, in, in a hotel.
0: In a hotel we lobby. Com,
1: when he commandeered a floor of a hotel one time, yep. talking about a case with, all I remember was it was cars in, in Illinois. And we spent seven hours Peter's working case. on that
0: case. Um. It's not last name. I'm going to say his last name.
1: <laughs> so We spent seven hours working on that case when that would be the last thing you expected us to do where we were.
0: Yep, where we were. It was the last thing you could do. And wait, I think that is the key to it. It's the difference between us and other law firms. We do the research. We go the extra mile and we give the client the best possible alternative and let them make their decisions. And that's the key to it. They've got to be honest with us and we'll be honest with them. And if they're not then that's their fault, not ours. But the point of it is, there's, I don't know of any other law firm from Tampa to Miami who can do what we can do and when, well, how we do it and why we do it. And I think that's the difference that we're looking for because we read all the case law. I know I read a crap load of case law that a lot of other attorneys won't read. I, know I don't
1: know. I'm a little bit like Gronk. You know, I let Tom Brady over well, I here read the Re- case law and just tell, him what I need, tell me what I need law. to know. But, <laughs> that sounds very but, but true to when your when the rubber hits the road in the bankruptcy
0: court, there's no other two attorneys that I would want next to me fighting the case. And that's the bottom line. And I don't. I think people have to take that into consideration when they're making their choice of who to pick for a bankruptcy attorney. Because I can tell you one thing, if I've been in court one time, I've been in court a thousand times, and I see attorneys make mistakes that cost their clients money. And to me, that's absolutely unacceptable. You, absolutely unacceptable. You go back to, we, we joke,
1: but our, our, the chapter 13 cases, the trustee likes to give unfavorable recommendations. Yeah, And I actually, you know, clients get worried. They get so worked up. And the first thing I tell them is, if you don't get an unfavorable recommendation, that's when I get concerned. Yeah, I get concerned when you don't get an unfavorable recommendation, because that means we're not trying to do the best we can for your situation, because- the trustee's job, whether they like to say it or not, the trustee is an adversary. They're trying to get as much for the creditors as they can. So, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be in agreement on how to deal with something. We shouldn't agree whether this ten dollars goes to this expense or that expense, whether that's an allowable expense. We shouldn't always agree with that stuff
3: all right so i definitely want to hear more about about your crazy cases but let's talk a little bit about the actual structure of bankruptcy so um wait where
2: we put everyone to sleep yes
3: yes that's why i wanted some some funness before we jumped into this but for anybody who's listened this far you know bankruptcy might be a real consideration so at what point should someone consider filing for bankruptcy and what are some of the the key factors that would make them do that
1: And the number one thing I tell people is if you're using your cash to pay your credit cards and then having to turn around and use your credit cards to buy your necessities. That is always a big red flag to me that bankruptcy is probably something that you should look into. If, you know, you get paid and you pay $500 on your minimum payment to your credit card and then you have to go buy your groceries on that same credit card. That's a, a cycle that is, eventually you're going to run out of room on your credit card.
2: If you're not making headway on, yeah. on the balance, you're you're just spinning wheels.
1: Yeah. Well, your, like your, your spending power is such reduced because your 500 in cash only gets you $400 worth of spending power. And so that's really where people have to start looking at that and saying, maybe I need to take a look at what I'm doing because I'm spending $1,500 a month and I'm only getting $1,000 a month worth of purchasing power.
0: I, my thought always is is when, when you feel uncomfortable with your financial situation, it's time to go see a professional. Now that may be a bankruptcy attorney. That may be somebody who can help you with your budget. That may be a different thing, but you seek the help you need. And the internet is filled with information. 75% of it is garbage, but how does a consumer know where to get it? Why not sit down with a professional They're not charging you for their opinion, who's gonna give you good advice. And if they, even if they're saying bankruptcy's not for you, why don't you go see somebody about this? Or why don't you get your credit reports and take a look at those? So maybe you can get better interest rates on your car and your house if you refinance them to free up some cash to pay down this debt you have. There's a thousand ideas out there, but I say that the time to start thinking about it is when you feel uncomfortable with your financial position.
2: And I'll say the worst thing you can probably do is if you have a $500 car payment and you need your car but you can't afford a $500 payment but your credit card is 150 so you go ahead and pay $150 towards your credit card, no. Save the money so that you can get something against your car because credit cards can only do one thing. They can file a lawsuit against you if they choose to do it which, you know, and those things take time and it, it, it's just they're not going to be able to do something as fast as the car creditor can oh, with picking up your car.
1: There's a hierarchy of debt. You know, uh, we talk about a hierarchy of debt and, and essentially your necessities. Shelter, food, clothing. If the debt is related to those three things, that's the most important debt you have. Pay it. The, the wants, the, the those type of things, those are the the credit cards
3: where where would but, you say travel falls into especially for somewhere like us where we're southwest florida there is no do you,
0: what do you mean travel what do you mean travel be more specific
3: like your car payment yeah that's no. what i'm saying we don't have food, buses or we fight right
0: if you need the car to get
2: the money to go do the stuff yeah yeah the so, so the car comes into that second category
1: and then the, the bottom category here is is credit
2: cards but the point is, is if the credit card payment minimum payment is low enough that you can afford that you can make that, but you can't afford something higher. Sure. Don't, save save don't, off your credit stuff. card payments till you can make your car payment. Don't Absolutely. don't spend that minimum payment just because you have that and you can at least pay that bill and check that off your list. Right. No, no, and, and, no. And just and forget the credit cards. They go last behind everybody else being paid. That's up. when
0: they need a free consultation. That's and, when and, they need and, to come and, in.
2: And here's the other side. Don't worry about
1: credit karma. Don't worry about what your credit score is it's amazing how many people think that their credit report a and their credit score B is the most important thing. And that's why they do what they've said. Well, I'm going to make my minimum payment on these four credit cards and only miss the payment on my one car. Wait a minute. It's, it, not, the same. it's, it's, it's not. And at the end of the day, credit karma, number one, it's, it's not always exact. It's not always right. Number two, people will come in and say, well, this has been charged off. Don't worry about your credit score. Worry about those necessities. Worry about the house. Worry about the food. Worry about how you're going to get to your job. Those are the important things.
0: Thanks again for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe anywhere you listen.